the Action Network podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh my God, that's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at the Action Network. Filling in for Chris Raybon, who unfortunately for the first time in five years is out sick today. Uh, so I'm filling in and I am joined by my colleague and boss, Director of Predictive Analytics, Sean Kerner. And we have his NFL player projections for week 18. On today's show, Sean and I are going to run through his top five at each skill position, along with the players he's especially high and low on this week. And of course, with Raybon out, should be a pretty quick episode for you guys also obviously due to the terrible ongoing Demar Hamlin situation a lot of things remain in flux across the NFL so we're going to provide the coverage we can with the information we have available right now as best we can as we record here on Wednesday night we're not going to speculate beyond what we know now so you know we're not going to dive into every game in this episode as we normally would so that's just how we're going to treat things because of this unfortunate situation. And we definitely wish Damar Hamlin all the best. With that said, I bring in Sean Kerner. Sean, I know obviously your thoughts are with Damar as well. Like you said, continue to pray for uh, Damar Hamlin and his family. And having said that, why don't we just kick off with quarterbacks, right? So top five at quarterback this week is uh, number one, Josh Allen, as always. Uh, Jalen Hurts looks like he's going to return this week, so he's my QB2. Uh, and then we got Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert rounding out my top five. Yeah, so uh, with Jalen Hurts back in there, like you said, he is your number two quarterback. Um, any concern there just that he could be limited uh, or, or anything like that with this week's game? Yeah, that, that's obviously a concern. I, I would say that his ceiling is probably a little bit lower than usual because of that. They should beat the Giants pretty easily, but getting there, he's probably going to put up a ton of points. Um, so just, you know, just based on his floor, I still yeah. consider him a top two option. Um, but I'm not too worried about his shoulder injury. I don't think they would be sending him out there if he wasn't closer to 100%. So, yeah, he's just too good to, like, have outside my top two. Yeah, definitely. Uh, are there any other quarterbacks you might, you know, especially be high on this week or, or you know, some top tier quarterback options that you might be low on this week? Yeah, so I'm high on Sam Ellinger um, against the Texans. He's my QB 17. The consensus has him QB 27. Um, and as you and I both know, betting on the Colts uh, frequently this year, uh, the quarterback situation has been a disaster. And a lot of that's due to the offensive line uh, have just has just been terrible this season. So Sam Ellinger, he struggled in his two starts this season, but we have to consider they were against the Commanders and Patriots, who both have very good defensive lines. Um, you know, so that's that's I think that's the main reason Ellinger struggled. But he has a much much softer matchup against the Texans this week. Um, and Ellinger is someone who looked great in preseason. So this game, this meaningless game uh, between the Colts and Texans, is essentially a preseason game. So I think he will thrive with with nothing on line here and. The Texans could lock up the number one overall pick with a loss. Um, so I'm pretty high on Ellinger here um, in DFS. 
Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I was laughing there as well because, you know, the, the Indianapolis Colts have been one of our luck ranking darlings uh, that we have bet on a lot. But they're going up against another luck ranking uh, team, the most unlucky team in the NFL per our luck rankings, the Houston Texans. So uh, no luck ranking edge this week for <laughs> that game. All right, Sean, thank you for that. And who are you low on at the quarterback position this week? Uh, so I'm low on Dak Prescott uh, against the commanders. He's my QB 10. Uh, the consensus is QB eight, but um, you know, he does have a pretty low floor this week. Uh, you know, if the Cowboys win and the Eagles win, it really doesn't do much good. Uh, so I think the Cowboys will do some scoreboard watching. If the Eagles get up big against the giants, I mean, it would make sense for the Cowboys to pull some other stars, especially Dak, uh, considering he's dealing with a hyperextended knee injury. Um, it is Mike McCarthy, though, so there's a good chance he just leaves him out there for all four quarters, no matter what. Uh, he was still pounding Zeke up 14 late last week uh, against the Titans, so this is Mike McCarthy. But this could be an interesting live player prop for, for us to watch because it could be correlated with the score of another game. Um, so if the Eagles get up big, uh, you know, and they're still floating a Dak passing our prop at like 240 or something like that, I would consider hammering the under because I think there is a likelihood or a potential likelihood of getting him pulled late. So while he's still in my top 10 to start the week, he does have a much lower floor. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, as host of our Bet What Happens Live, <laughs> I think that's a great angle there to uh, find, you know, maybe a live under on Dak Prescott, as you mentioned. On the flip side of the ball there, actually, you know, the Washington Commanders did announce they are starting rookie quarterback Sam Howell this week. Real quick, where is he in your rankings? Yeah, so he's my QB 29. Um, and I, I like him. I think, talk about other quarterbacks that have just burned us all year long. Tyler Heineke and Carson Wentz just haven't been it. Um, and Sam Howell, he looked really good in preseason. I, I don't know why they didn't send him out there sooner, um, but I think he has a good game here. He has some sneaky rushing upside. So while it is a tougher matchup against the Cowboys, they should just let him sling it. There's nothing to lose here. Um, maybe Ron Rivera does know that they can't make the playoffs now and they just <laughs> let Howell air it out, let him use his legs. So I think he's sneaky. So he's my QB 29, but he has a much higher, higher ceiling than guys in this range. I like it. I like it. All right. So let's move on to the running back position. Sean, give us your top five. Yeah. So I got Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Travis Etienne, Kenneth Walker, and Alvin Kamara in my top five. But uh, with, with Kamara, you know, he's a little bit dicey, but he does make it inside my top five. Just barely sneaking into that top five this week, Alvin Kamara. All right, Sean, which running backs are you especially high on this week? So I am I am super high on Tyler Algier right now. Um, he's my RB thirteen, and the consensus has him RB twenty one. But this is a game where Tampa Bay will absolutely be resting their starters. Um, the Falcons are six and a half point home favorites, so that just goes to show that the market's anticipating the Buccaneers um, to to rest most of their starters. And Algier is a hundred yards uh, shy of a thousand rushing yards on the season. So this is a situation where I could see him and the Falcons sort of go out of their way to get him there um, in his rookie season. And certainly the game script and matchup should allow for that. So um, I would look out for his player props as well. They could be in the the low 70s, but this is a situation where I think they will want to get him to 100 yards. So he has a ton of upside here. Love him in this spot. Um, and the other running back I love is Kenneth Walker. Um, he's my RB4. Uh, the consensus is RB7, but this is a must-win game for Seattle. They're six and a half point home favorites. 
Uh, Walker's 64 yards shy of a thousand. I don't think they're gonna have to do much uh, to get him there, but based on the situation, based on the matchup, he should absolutely get there. And it's, it's nice to have that sort of extra incentive uh, to boot. Uh, plus with Travis Homer out last week, um, Walker actually led the backfield and routes run. Uh, so if Homer's out again this week, that's just going to give Walker even more upside based on his potential receiving usage. Um, so he is, you know, a smash top five play this week for me. There you go. I like it. Uh, what about the flip side here? Which running backs are you maybe lower on than the consensus? Yeah, so he's my boy, but I'm low on Nick Chubb here. He's my RB15. Uh, the consensus still has him as RB6. And, you know, the the Browns really have nothing to play here but to be a spoiler against their division rival, the Steelers. Um, I don't think it makes sense to give Chubb a full workload here. Again, there's nothing to play for. They should be looking ahead to next season, keep Chubb healthy. Um, plus, the, the Steelers should have plenty of success running the ball here. I think they're going to have a very run-heavy game plan. Um, and you know, they've allowed the fourth fewest plays per game. So it's a situation where the, the overall play volume for the Browns could be pretty low here. So uh, I view Chubb as more of a, you know, RB two option and a, a game that's meaningless for the Browns, um, as opposed to a mid range RB one. Um, and the other back I'm low on is Ramondre Stevenson. He's, uh, my RB 18 to begin the week. Um, and he's, you know, seen a ton of usage with Damian Harris out. Uh, for four games, uh, but Damian Harris returned last week and he ate into Stevenson's workload a lot more than I thought he would. Um, he actually outcarried Stevenson nine to eight, uh, but more importantly, Harris uh, ran around on 36% of Mac Jones dropbacks compared to Stevenson only had a 50% routes run rate. That's actually his lowest rate since week one. Um, so in what should be a trailing game script um, against the Bills, um, it's definitely concerning that Harris is eating into his receiving uses that much. So Stevenson's more of a low-end RB2 for me this week. Yeah, 57% snap rate for Ramondre Stevenson last week, 48% for Damian Harris. So definitely closing the gap there. All right, we're going to head over to wide receivers. Sean, what are your top five wide receivers for Week 18? Uh, it's pretty standard, but I have Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, and CeeDee Lamb. That, that sounds like a very, very <laughs> popular and common top five right there. So outside of those top five, who are you especially high on this week at the wide receiver position? Yeah, so for, for the last time in the regular season anyway, I'm high on Zay Jones. He, he's been a guy that I've been high on since, I want to say, like week two. Um, but everybody knows he's a you know high-end wide receiver three by now. But I especially love him this week. He's my wide receiver 27. Uh, it's a must-win, crucial game against the Titans, who are pass-funnel defense. So I, I do think the Jaguars are going to have a pretty pass-heavy game script, even for a six-and-a-half-point home favorite. Uh, plus, there's some incentives in play here. Zay Jones needs two receptions to get to 80. Uh, he gets a $250,000 bonus for reaching 80 receptions. So I think Lawrence will absolutely make sure he gets those two catches. But more importantly, he needs 98 yards to get to 900 and he gets an extra half a million dollars uh, to getting there. Um, so now in these must win games, uh, the incentives are a little bit harder to force, but this is a game script where I think that the Jags are going to absolutely be airing it out. And Zay Jones will have that extra incentive, you know, to clear a hundred yards here. So I think he has one more big game to close the season out with here. Uh, and the other guy is uh, Chris Olave um, against the Panthers. He's my wide receiver 13. The consensus has him 
all the way down at wide receiver 26. I just don't get that. Now he returned last week to, you know, a bit of a quiet performance for him. He caught four passes for 42 yards and score a touchdown, but it was a tougher matchup against, you know, stingy Eagles secondary. Plus, you know, the saints had a commanding lead for most of that game. So they didn't have to throw much. Uh, I think uh, Dalton only threw for about 204 yards, um, but Olave returned with a 94% routes run rate. So he's seeing that massive usage uh, and the Panthers are without JC Horn. So this is a pretty easy matchup on paper. Uh, it's also a meaningless game. So, you know, the saints have nothing to lose by airing it out. So I think Olave bounces back with a uh, pretty big game here. Yeah, that New Orleans-Carolina matchup is one of our luck-ranking games this week, a luck-ranking difference of 11 between those two teams. Real quick, I wanted to um, touch on that Zay Jones thing. You mentioned how Tennessee is a pass funnel. They definitely are, and Zay Jones lines up on the outside over two-thirds of the time. Tennessee, much weaker on the outside, a much weaker versus the deep ball as well. So uh, I think it goes right towards your philosophy of airing it out there. Uh, Wide receivers, which ones are you lower on this week than the consensus? So I'm low on Jalen Waddell. Um, He's my wide receiver 26. The consensus has him wide receiver 15. To be fair, anytime I faded Waddell, this season, either betting against him or saying I'm low on him. He has absolutely proven me wrong. So take this with a grain of salt. Obviously, he's super talented, but it'll likely be Skylar Thompson under center this week um, or Teddy Bridgewater, who's playing with a broken uh, pinky. I, I, I Pinky finger on his throwing hand. I don't know how he's going to be able to play. So I'm assuming it's going to be Skylar Thompson. So Waddle's production should take a hit. Uh, he only has one full game with Thompson so far against these very Jets. Uh, and he only got three passes for 23 yards. So, um, you know, I, I just don't see how you'd be ranking him as a mid-range wide receiver two. I do view him more as a high-end wide receiver three here. Obviously, you know, if you want to bet on talent, you can go with him in GPPs. But I think overall, we have to lower our projections for him a bit. And then another talented receiver that I'm low on is George Pickens uh, against the Browns. He's my wide receiver 45. Um, now, despite being one of the more talented young receivers in the game I do view him more as a tight you know touchdown dependent wide receiver four especially in a spot like this where I do think the Steelers will be a lot more run heavy probably a bit more conservative uh since it's a must-win game um I I don't think they want Kenny Pickett throwing it deep unless they absolutely have to um so that's going to impact a player like Pickens especially you know the chances of him having a ceiling game so um you know we could probably bank on three catches for 35 yards maybe a touchdown here. So that's why, you know, I I just view him as sort of a touchdown dependent wide receiver for here. At least he gets some touchdowns occasionally this year, unlike his counterpart. (laughs) Yeah. Especially Deontay Johnson. It's, it's coming. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that will wrap up the wide receiver position. Let's move over to tight ends. Uh, I'm going to guess who I know your number one is, but give us your full top five. (laughs) I bet you won't guess who my uh, number two is though. Uh, So I have Travis Kelsey, number one. And then you want to guess who number two is? No, I don't want to guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's your boy, Taysom Hill. Oh, man. Yeah, Taysom Hill, baby. Um, how could you not have him in your top two this week? But uh, George Kittle, uh, Pat Frymuth, and TJ Hawkinson rounding out my top five. I like it. I, I'm always up for a good Taysom Hill game. So uh, which tight ends are you high on this weekend? I guess Taysom's one of those. Yeah, yeah. I'm obviously high on Taysom. Just he has the, the widest range of outcomes of any tight end we've ever seen in fantasy. So I'm always a little bit higher on him because of that. Um, but the, the tight end I'm especially high on this week is Pat Fryermuth. 
uh, against the Browns. He's my tight end four. The consensus has him tight end seven. And his underlying usage was all over the place from weeks 13 to 15. I really couldn't figure out what was going on there. Um, however, the past couple of games, it's it's been back to the elite levels. You know, he's averaging a 90% routes run rate. Uh, he's being targeted on 21% of his routes. Plus, like I said with George Pickens, I, I think this is going to be a pretty conservative game plan for the Steelers. So it would make sense for, you know, a lower dot player like Firemuth. He has an dot of 8.4 yards on the season to see an increase in target share uh, in this game. So uh, I'm super high on Firemuth this week. Like I said, he, he's inside my top five. There you go. Uh, any tight ends you are lower on this week? Yeah, I hate to say it, but uh, I'm low on Dallas Goddard. He's my tight end 14 right now. Uh, the consensus has him tight end seven. He's been fairly quiet uh, in his two games back. He's only averaging three catches for 56 yards, um, despite Gardner Minshew averaging 315 yards in those two games. So with Jalen Hurts back, you know, the overall passing volume is going to go down, of course. Plus, the, you know, the Eagles are going to be more run heavy in a game. They're 14-point favorites. So I, I just don't know how Goddard's going to get here without a touchdown. So, um, you know, while I love the talent, uh, unfortunately, I have him more as a high-end tight end, too, this week. Yeah, I think that's interesting because this could be a spot where maybe rankers are are ranking him a little bit higher just because of the matchup because the New York Giants are 32nd in defensive DVOA mm-hmm. and passes to the tight end position. But I, it makes a lot of sense that they're going to be much more run heavy. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously Jalen Hurts, if he's coming back, that's going to be the big driver for that and a big favorite. Uh, it makes sense to be lower than the consensus if everybody else is ranking them up because of that specific matchup. Uh, any other final thoughts before we wrap it up on week 18? I know week 18 is always a bit of a doozy with all the different <laughs> situations. Yeah, just, I mean, just paying attention to the news. Um, some of these situations where like the Vikings might rest players, um, the Cowboys might rest players, just keep an eye on those. And like I hinted at with Zay Jones, um, keep an eye on any other incentives that we're able to dig up. Um, especially in these meaningless games, um, milestones, things like that. Like someone like DJ Moore needs 122 yards, hit a thousand. Look out for things like that when it comes to player props. I'll have more on that. What I'm going to be doing a lot of digging on that next couple days, but this is the week where those definitely come into play when it comes to DFS or player props. All righty. That'll do it for our week 18 NFL player projections episode of the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. For more great fantasy content, check out all or check out our full fantasy preview episode out now over on the Fantasy Flex podcast. And if you're in a betting, be sure to check out our weekly betting preview episode every Thursday with Stucky and Chris Raybon right here on the Action Network podcast, which should drop tomorrow morning as scheduled, uh, even with Chris being sick. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Good luck this weekend, and we'll see you back here next time on the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.